Hey mama, do you want to balance maintaining your home, cooking, cleaning, all the things you have to do as a stay-at-home mum whilst being present with your family? Do you find yourself up late at night scattered thinking about all the things you didn't get done and so need to do tomorrow? Is your greatest desire for your littles to know and love Jesus? Hey, I'm Elise. When I became a mum, I felt overwhelmed and wished that I could just stay on top of everything. I wanted to be there for my family and yet all these things still had to get done. I was worried that I would spend this time too busy and miss it until I found the secret, partnering with God, even in our home life. In this podcast, you'll find tactical tips for homemaking, help for your low-tox journey, as well as biblical parenting so that you will find God's joy and experience His peace in motherhood. Welcome to Wholesome Mama. It's time to go grab your cup of tea, reheat it because you know, and let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Wholesome Mama Show and I am so excited. I am joined by Tara Gosling today and Tara is a health and fitness coach who really specializes and has a heart for mums in helping us in our busyness in the chaos that motherhood is to achieve our lifestyle goals and our health goals without sacrificing and focusing on giving up so much so Tara thank you so much for coming on today thank you very much Elise nice to be here so good so to get us started can you just share with us a little bit about yourself maybe uh, share a bit about your family I know you're a mum yourself uh, and how you got into being a fitness coach yeah, yeah. So I um I founded Fit Mum Method, but that didn't just happen. So I have three young boys. Um, my oldest is eight, my middle is six, and my youngest is three. And it was really just my own struggles in the past that led me to where I am now. And it really just it started when I had Jackson my first, and after I had him, I had this real like all or nothing approach to quote unquote bounce back and get fit. And I think because I struggled so much with him as a mom and people listening that knew me then probably wouldn't know that I struggled, but I had this real, you know, perfectionist mentality. I had to um, do everything a certain way. I had to be super organized, but it was really just masking my own struggles. Like I had to, I was trying to put a focus on something else other than what the real problem was. And that was just motherhood is hard. <laughs> right. And I think because in my own life, I was, you know, so organized and routine when you have a newborn that all gets thrown out the window, but I couldn't accept that. And I didn't want to accept that. And so I really, I really struggled. So I went like the the other way, like really all or nothing. And I was so hard on myself and I struggled, right? So then I had my second and I just naturally didn't have as much time to focus on myself. And so I eased into the whole motherhood a lot better, I guess you can say. And things just got easier, but also I was like, okay, so I'm still, I'm still, um, getting healthier I'm still exercising but I'm doing it in a more holistic way and that's when things started to click for me I was like hey you don't have to have this all or nothing approach because yeah you might get results initially but then life gets in the way and you just go back to square one so that whole hamster hamster wheel yo-yo diet approach is just not sustainable so 
when I started keeping my results and getting stronger and having a different mindset around health and fitness, people started going, oh my gosh, how are you managing these two kids and finding time for yourself and kicking goals? And I was like, well, it's because I lost that all or nothing mentality. And I had more, I guess, patience, you can say, and understanding. So then so then I wanted to take it a little bit further and I wanted to understand more about nutrition and training. So I got certified and I started helping a small group of women do the same thing. And it was really just incorporating nutrition, personal training, habits, mindset, organization, and everything coming together in a real sustainable way. So then I had my third baby and I had... And like, obviously I had the understanding from after having my second, but I went into the third pregnancy and birth and postpartum era being really gracious with myself and focusing on how does my body feel? How can I put the focus on my kids and still create these positive habits and healthy habits for myself? So it was a slower, it was a slower journey after three, as you can imagine, like you, you yourself have three. It's like, things, things are exponentially busier, right? So it's having a real realistic approach to your journey and how you can reach your goals forever, right? Like it's not just a quick fix. It's not just how can I, you know, if you want to lose weight, get stronger, it's not going to happen overnight, but how can it happen eventually? And so the, the small woman, small group of women I was coaching after my second baby, I kept building on that and building on that. And I thought, you know what, this is, this is working. It's not only working for me, but it's working for other women. And I want to help even more women. So that's when I created Fit Mom Method as a brand and started bringing on other women to do the same thing and have that sustainable approach long-term instead of focusing on these quick fixes that don't work. Yeah. I love how uh, women such as yourself and even my story we become a mom and you go through struggle and then all of a sudden you're running a business helping other mums through that same struggle like I love the journey of I became a mom and it was hard mm. and but I figured out a way and now I'm going to help you find a way it just I love that women yeah. doing it so and good it really is just as women a lot of the time women become mums and then they're, they feel a bit lost but I feel like everybody has a story everybody has a journey and it's unique to you and your own experiences can help other people and I never thought I'd be where I am now looking back at my first baby going oh my god I struggled so much this was so hard how can I ever get it together and then now eight years later it's like it's all come together because I worked through those struggles and I was like, there has to be another way. <laughs> yeah. So can you just share a little bit about, cause I know your approach to training and fitness is different, especially for mothers. So can you just share a little bit about, about that? Yeah. Yeah. So just touching again on the whole all or nothing approach. Yeah. I think a lot of mums, they go into things biting off more than, the, more than they can chew or having the same approach they did when they were in their maybe late teens, early 20s, possibly before they had children. And we go back into health and fitness and we think that it's going to be the same or as quick as it was when we were younger. And that's not the way because we're busier. We don't have all the time to spend on ourselves anymore. So we have to find a plan 
that's going to work for us as an individual rather than a cookie cutter approach because we're all individuals and each one of my clients has a different program for them and that's how they can stick to it and it's not comparing yourself to somebody else and actually I was listening to your podcast about that with incorporating low talks into your life and how you can start and that's not comparing your journey to someone else's don't compare your day one to someone else's day 250. Yeah. 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 So important for all aspects of our life. Right. And, and even on that too, like the whole idea and you mentioned it earlier of like bounce back and not actually realizing that my ribs expanded in pregnancy. Like my ribs went from here to here, my hips God knows they changed (laughs) after having babies. Like, you're not meant to be who you were. No. Like, and there's the whole saying of like, when a mother gives birth, she gives birth to her baby, but she also gives birth to her as a mother. And I believe that entirely because there's nothing else. I don't think that changes so much on so many levels than, than that. And I love that you touched on, um, well, really spoke about, the all or nothing mentality, because that is something that we struggle with so much in that, well, I I can't do it all and I can't do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. So I just won't do it at all. And it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's so common. And a lot of the time, women don't know where to start either, right? They just go, oh, it's all too hard because they think of all of the things that they want to change or all of the quote unquote things that they need to incorporate to be healthy, drinking water, walking, going to bed early, um, you know, waking up earlier, exercise, like all of the things that umbrella, umbrella health and fitness, and it can be quite overwhelming. Mm. And that's where a lot of women just go, it's all too hard. I'm too busy. I have my kids. I have, you know, a partner, husband, I have a family. I don't have time for me. And it's a vicious cycle to, to get into. Yeah. So what would be your top tip or encouragement for that mum who maybe she is at home, she's listening to this, holding her five month old baby going, okay, I'm ready to get back into things, but it is all overwhelming. And I don't, I don't know that I can do, I love that you use the umbrella analogy, all those things. Mm. What's your encouragement for her what do you recommend her to do to start where do we start I know it sounds so cliche like but you have to start slow (laughs) and it's once again not biting off more than you can chew and choosing to just start because that is the hardest part and a lot of times women we overthink things and we go okay so but how many times a week do I need to exercise how do I prep these meals like how 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 do I do all of this stuff and they don't start because it's overwhelming right but just starting and that could be just going you know what I'm going to go for two walks this week I'm going to look at my schedule and go when can this happen maybe my baby sleeps talking about this five-month-old baby maybe the first nap is at 9 30 in the morning and that's when I'm going to do my first walk but it's going to be 20 minutes because that's all he or she sleeps for right just incorporating that is enough and what happens is when you start to incorporate small changes that breeds motivation so Mm -hmm. those small actions breed motivation motivation just yeah it doesn't just appear 
if I relied on motivation, I'd probably go to the gym maybe once a week, but you have to just take action. And especially when you're just starting out, when it's all super overwhelming and you're like, I don't even know where to start. Just start with something. Maybe it's just adding extra greens into your dinner, like just something to go, Hey, I'm starting because that will get the ball rolling. Yeah. Yeah. And start with something small, like adding greens, not doing a full meal plan, meal prep, like just little small and slow. I love that so much. Can we talk about uh, weight loss for a moment? Because I feel like most mums, particularly in those 12 months after a baby postpartum, heavy postpartum days, um, a lot of us and not heavy as in the weight heavy, just <laughs> in the thick of postpartum. Um, a lot of us focus on, I need to get back to pre-baby weight. I want my jeans to fit again. I need to forgetting that your hips have changed and your jeans are probably never going to fit anyway. So just find a new dream. But is that, is that what we should be focusing on purely on weight on number on a scale or size of clothes? How do we focus on health in a healthy way? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love this question because two things. First of all, this morning I was on my Instagram, on my Instagram stories and chatting about this very topic. And I personally might weigh myself three times a year. Like I don't step on the scale. I, I don't have an unhealthy relationship with the scale. I just don't care what the scale says, right? Because it, it's not an indicator of how I feel, how I'm fitting into my clothes, how, my energy levels, like it's, it lies <laughs> depending on how much you've slept, how much you've eaten the day before, how much water is in your body, how, um, you know, where you're on your, where you're at on your cycle. Like it, there's so many variables that dictate the scale and as women, I think a lot of the time, if that's our only indicator of progress, we step mm -hmm. on that scale and we go, oh, I feel awful, right? But more often, you're not going to look at that scale and go, yay, you're going to go, oh, that's not what I feel. Yeah. I, I must be doing something wrong. And that's that's a really unhealthy relationship to have with the scale. So going back to my stories on Instagram, I stepped on the scale because before I did it, I woke up and I was like, I'm feeling really good. I feel strong today. Like I'm in a really good headspace. I thought that's why I'm going to step on the scale because no matter what it says, it doesn't matter. I feel good. But if you step on the scale for that feedback, you're probably not going to get it. Right. Wow. So I stepped on the scale and I was two kilos heavier than what I thought I was. Cause I kind of, I fluctuate, you know, a couple kilos here and there, but it was two kilos more. And I was like, well, that's a really good I mean, like it's, it's good because I didn't care, but it's also good to share because it's two kilos. Like that could be really discouraging for a lot of people. If that, if that's their only marker for progress. Right. Yeah. So I would say, no, we shouldn't be focusing on the weight on the scale. We need to be focusing on how you feel. Mm -hmm. um, and after I had my third baby, that's when I really started focusing on strength. And when you have a strength goal, it all changes because you show up to yourself to be stronger. And if weight loss is your goal, it will happen because you're breeding that motivation to get stronger, to be healthier. And who cares what the scale says? It's not an indicator of how you feel, how you, how you look, how your clothes are fitting. Um, I'd say, and if you do have an unhealthy relationship, just ditch the scale altogether. <laughs> but yeah, it's um yeah. The first year, especially focus on, you and your baby not trying to lose the weight 
if that's that's what you want yeah yeah we um we got rid of well it died and I so we threw it out and I intentionally didn't get a new one because I after my second daughter was born I had postnatal depression and I didn't eat and I lost so much weight and I got obsessed so I like in secret had postnatal depression didn't talk about it to anyone uh at all and just my husband my mom my psychologist yeah all the all the people who needed to know knew Mm -hmm. Uh, everyone would say to me oh you're looking so good you're looking great you've lost so much weight oh wow you bounced back quickly Mm. and inside like I was kind of two emotions one going yeah I'm so depressed I have not eaten Mm -hmm. for like however long or just getting by on the very bare minimum but then I became obsessed with like losing weight or can I lose a little bit more can I lose a little bit more can I lose a little bit more yeah um and so it was even like the opposite for me was I went this is not like this is unhealthy on the other end of the spectrum yeah because I like and I know no one was intentionally you know going out to um say hurtful things because they thought that it wasn't like they thought, oh, wow, Elise, you, you must be working out. You must be. And I'm like, yeah. But, um, but yeah, if we need to be so careful. And so after that, I was like, I'm not even, I'm not even going to buy one. Mm. And I purely go off. Um, as long as I don't get puffed running around with my kids, I'm good. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's a sign of health for me. Yes. Yeah. And I think as we get older and the more children we have, things change. Like your perspective of what is the right thing to do with your first child is completely different after your third or fourth or things change. We evolve. And I think the the number on the scale becomes less important. The, the busier you get and the more children you have, it's more just like, hey, can I keep up with them? I always say like, if my house is burning down, could I carry them out? And that's more important to me than what that scale says, because that's that scale could be 10 kilos heavier. And as long as I can take those kids out of a burning building, I'm okay. And I know that I'm strong and I know that I'm healthy. And yeah, if, you know, if your clothes start to get a bit tight, okay, well, don't, you don't have to get on the scale, just, you know, incorporate more healthy habits and do them slowly because they have to be sustainable long-term or you won't keep it up. If you do anything that's too hard, too quick, you won't keep it up. And just going back to not comparing your journey to somebody else's journey is, you know, we're all individual women, right? We, we can have similar goals, but your approach to that goal might be different than your best friend because she might have two kids that are older and she might be working part-time, whereas someone else might have younger children and working full-time like you're gonna have different lifestyles and therefore your approach has to be different but you both can get to that end goal whether it's strength or weight loss or whatever it is you can get there but different timelines yeah yeah and I love that that is why you do personalized approach because even we could like you could give yourself and I the exact same thing to do and we could do that, say, for three months. We could do that. And our results and what it does to our body and the time that it, you know, say it is weight loss being a byproduct of that would be different because 
we are different now. And as you said, like our hormones and our cycles and so much goes into that, that it's not the be all end all. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I wish I knew that 10 years ago, (laughs) not to compare your journey to somebody else's. And once again, like when you hear that in your twenties, you're like, whatever, like how hard can it be? You know, she has done this. I'll do that. And then, yeah, when you're younger, it is easier, but then as you have children and you become busier and your focus is on them, Um, it does become harder. But what I tell all my clients is it's not selfish to still put yourself first as a mother, whatever your goal is, because when you're doing something for you, you become more patient, you're happier, you're more confident because you're putting in that effort. And that translates through all areas of your life, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or you're working or, you know, with your partner, with your kids. Like when I work out and feel healthy, I'm a happier mom. That's, Mm. that's my motivator to go to the gym and show up even when I don't want to, because I know it's not about, you know, aesthetics. It's about how am I showing up to my family? I'm more patient. A fun mom. (laughs) So yeah, that's, that's the motivation behind that. Yeah. So good. So you've touched on a little bit around the small habits, um, but how do we create momentum to last more than two weeks? Because I think a lot of mums, they listen to a podcast like this, they get fired up and go, yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, And then two weeks later, they've fallen off the bandwagon and like, well, that was a nice thing. So how do we, how do we go from listening to something like this to putting in the action, but actually that it's a sustain sustainable. Yes. So first of all, it is taking that action is the first step because action breeds motivation. So if you're waking up thinking, oh, I'm going to be motivated tomorrow, probably not going to happen, right? We don't wake up each day being like gung-ho. And if you are, that's only going to last so long before you go back to your old habits and life gets hard, obstacles happen. Um, and one thing I do talk to my clients a lot about is obstacle um spotting um and just and and not to be like a negative thing but obstacles happen struggles happen and they're going to happen and what happens when we get to them okay so you're gung-ho for you know two weeks and everything's going fine but what happens when there's an obstacle how are we going to overcome that and a lot of people they get to that obstacle and go too hard basket I'm not I can't do this anymore but instead of you know stepping away completely go let's take a step back okay let's let's just take a breather and get over this obstacle and then resume but don't throw the towel in right when things get hard don't throw the towel in. just pull back on what you're doing but keep showing up in some way shape or form even if it's just getting that house tidy before you go to bed or still waking up early to just have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and do something for you. You don't have to go to the gym. You don't have to do that workout in your garage. Just get up and keep that habit going because that when you get through that obstacle, you're going to go, okay, I've got this because you've kept that habit up. You've just pulled it back a little bit. So I would say to, to your listeners, if you are just you know starting out, don't bite off more than you can chew. 
you're going to get so much further along doing small changes weekly rather than going, I'm going to start going to the gym five days a week. I'm going to prep all my meals in little containers. I'm going to start going to bed at 9 p.m., but currently I'm going to bed at midnight. Like (laughs) it's just not sustainable, nor is it realistic. So choose something that's going to, that's going to put you in the right direction. Yeah. I love that so much. Do you have any tips just as we finish up? Do you have any tips for mums for fitting in exercise when you have kids running around, like for some mums, maybe going to the gym just is not doable. Uh, Do you have any, any tips or encouragement for them? Yes. So first of all, like if you, if you're say walking distance from school, I would highly recommend walking your kids to school or daycare. And even just, even if it's 20 minutes, like 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, that's 20 minutes more than what you were already doing. So maybe that's not an option. So maybe it is organizing a huge walk or bike ride with your kids on the weekend, right? Incorporating the health and fitness into your life with the kids. Um, when my kids were really little, I couldn't always get to the gym, had a newborn, the nap schedules were all over the place. Like kids were overlapping. One was napping and then one was awake. And then the other one was napping. It was just like, how do I ever leave my house? Right. So I really started working out at home and I'm going to be honest, it's not ideal. Cause a lot of the times the moms think, okay, I need to go to the gym and do this perfect workout but it doesn't have to be perfect. You just need to show up because that small action of showing up, even if you do 10 minutes, it's better than doing nothing. And also when you think about it from your kids' eyes, they're watching mom become healthy and you're their teacher. So they're watching you and it becomes ingrained in them that you're being healthy. So therefore they want to be healthy. And as they get older, like, so maybe your, your baby's only six months old, nine months old, hold them and do some squats, like use them as weight. And, you know, a lot of moms are like, I can't get my baby out of the baby carrier. Well, exercise with her lunges and get some small dumbbells and have her in the carrier and still do your workout. My kids got to the point where when I was planking, they want to sit on my back. <laughs> like, All right, here we go. <laughs> Let's do some resistance. But yeah, it's just, it's really getting them involved. And now my little boy is like, I'm going to lift a barbell one day. Like just, and for to hear him say that stuff, it just, yeah, it makes me really emotional because all that time I spent showing them that really I didn't get a lot of feedback. Mm-hmm. They're now giving me that feedback of, I see you, mom. I see you being healthy and therefore they want to be healthy. So it really, it really starts with us. And as new moms, especially like you might not feel like things are sinking in or you're making a difference, but you really, really are. Yeah. Yeah. I, my two-year-old loves sitting on my back when I'm doing um, a push-up or a plank or something. She, yeah, come on. And then the four-year-old comes and goes, I'm like, Mm-mm, girlfriend, no, yes. no, <laughs> mom, can't draw the line. Uh-huh. I can't do that. But they, my kids are the same. So I will sometimes, I have like an app that gives me different workouts um, or we just YouTube or Pinterest. Like there's so many free places that you can find like a 10 minute quick workout. And my kids love it that they now wake up and go, um, because I try to wake up and do my exercises like at home without them but now they wake up they've gotten on to hang on mommy's up she's doing she's doing her exercise let's go join her so now they all come and join me go mom 
And then if it's like been a rushed morning or the day hasn't gone to plan and we get to the afternoon, they then come to me and go, mum, you haven't exercised today. (laughs) Let's go exercise. So so they're one, built-in accountability. Uh, Yeah. But they they are seeing and they are finding joy in it. And so that makes me find so much joy in it that it's actually become this moment. And like, I only do 10, 20 minute exercises, yeah. but it has become 20 minutes of us connecting and bonding and clearly is something that my kids look forward to because it's like, there's no distractions when you're like you are fully focused on doing your workout, that there's no distractions. And I just kind of think how much we can miss out on those connections with our kids because we go, oh, it's too hard when we haven't even tried it, really. Yeah. And that's a big thing too is I say all the time, just show up no matter what that looks like because each day is going to be different. And, you know, back when, you know, I always bring up the 20s because like, you had more time. It was just about you at the time. And you didn't have all these little people demanding all your attention. And it's a lot easier to get your whole workout done, right? You might you might go to the gym for that social aspect of your day, right? You might go to the gym to meet somebody. And we don't have that now. So it, it becomes just doing what you can do with the time that you've got. And that showing up breeds that motivation. So I I hate the mentality of I just don't have time or it's not going to be 100% because it probably isn't going to be 100% all the time. Hmm. I mean, maybe once a week I'll get like a workout that I'm like, that was 110%. That's awesome. The rest of the time I'm like, I was up three times last night with my little one, um, didn't go to bed because I was working, had to get up early, like all of these things. It's never, the stars are never going to align perfectly. Mm. When they do, it's like amazing. That's not the norm. That's not the norm anymore. And if we're waiting for that, we're waiting for a perfect situation. You know, I used to be like, it has to be the perfect temperature for me to go for a walk. Oh, it's too hot today. It's too humid or it's too cold. Like there's always something, right? There's always going to be a reason why we can't do something, but we need to focus on what can we do because that will get you so much further than all the can'ts along the way. Yeah, for sure. And 50% is better than 0%. So it's just do, do one thing, no matter how little or insignificant it seems, don't wait till you can go. And that's, we spend so much of our life going, oh, I'll just wait. I'll do that when, I'll do this when, I'll wait until, but that's just wasting, wasting so much um, of our life. Yeah. And a big part of like what I, what I believe in with Fitma Method is busy moms struggle to do it on their own. So seek mm-hmm. that accountability and support. Like this is why I created this because I, when I was struggling in the past, I needed support and accountability mm-hmm. and I needed to reach out. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the missing link for so many women is I think when we become moms, we've just birthed a human, right? We're like, I'm superwoman. I should be able to do this. I should be able, but really there's so much going on. Like becoming a mom is the hardest job we will ever do. And we can't do all these extra things alone. So seeking support and accountability is, yeah, it really is the missing link. Yeah. So on that note, as we close up, Tara, can you just share where people can find you and connect with you if they're wanting more, wanting someone to be that support and accountability for them? Yeah, for sure. So you can find me on Instagram at fitmummethod. 
um, or my website is fitmummethod.com. Um, and if you're listening in Australia, it's M-U-M. Yeah, the right way. That. Yeah. A lot of time everyone's like, fit mom. I'm like, no, mom. Yeah. Um, I'm Canadian, but I've, you know, I've lived here for a long time. So fit mum method on Instagram, fit mum method on Facebook. And I also have a free book. I can give you the link for that they can download the book and have a read of that um if you want to get in touch honestly just send me um a dm through instagram and we can have a chat but yeah perfect and i'll put all those links in the show notes as well but thank you tara so much for coming on it's been so much fun to chat with you and it's a podcast so you can't see us but our hair is the same we are both drinking from pink straws it's been amazing so it's like I'm talking to a kindred spirit (laughs) thanks Elise it was so nice to meet you thanks for having me on well that wraps up another episode and I pray that you were blessed by today's conversation and really got something out of it for you to take into your motherhood this week if you did get something out of today's episode please subscribe leave a review so I know that you're loving the show you can also come and chat on Instagram the handle is at wholesome mama And don't forget, we have a Facebook community too with mums just like you who are in the trenches of mothering littles. So come and join us over there as well. The link for everything is always in the show notes. Have a beautiful week, mum. Be blessed and I will be with you next week.